Welcome to the Ascent Church Podcast. We want to come alongside you, so click subscribe to never miss new content. Now, our heart is to tell others about the life-changing truth of the gospel. Would you share this with one friend who might need some encouragement? We love it when you spread the word by sharing on social media and letting us know where you're listening from. Y'all, enjoy today's message. Ascent Church, let's just stand in this moment for a second. I love the words of this song. It's just a great reminder that we are abandoning our lives. That we are laying them down for Jesus to move. For God to do something new in our lives. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about expectations. I think a lot of us today, maybe you're in a season where you're like, Hey, I have some unmet expectations in my life right now. Maybe you've gone through a season where you've had unmet expectations. I'm going to talk today, we're going to be in Acts chapter 3. We're going to hear a story of a man who's been paralyzed since birth. We're going to see how God can do extraordinary things through very ordinary circumstances. Acts chapter 3, it says this. It says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At 3 in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. We're going to talk about some unmet expectations. We're going to talk about some things in our life that maybe we have been expecting for a long time that have never come to fruition. Church, will you pray with me? Father, we come to you here in this place. God, I'm going to use the word expectant. God, we're anticipating you to move in a way like never before. God, I ask that these not be my words today, but God, I ask that you're glorified through it. God, let them be your words here in this place. And God, the reality is many of us are standing here today, maybe with some unmet expectations of where we thought life would be at this point with our career, God, with our family, God, maybe in a relationship. God, I just ask that we could be fully abandoned here today and lay those expectations at your feet. Father, we love you so much. It's your name we pray. Amen. 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 Ascent Church, go ahead and have a seat. I just have to know who is excited to be at church this Sunday morning. 8.30, you guys are sounding good. It feels great here this morning morning. Like I said, we're going to be talking about expectations today, but before we do, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Brandon, if we've never had the opportunity to meet, and I'm fired up. I'm excited to share God's word with you this morning. Um, Something that we're passionate about here at Ascent is our military community and those that are joining us online. Can we give it up for them? Can we get loud? They can hear you right now. We're so grateful to have you joining us online. We'd love for you to drop in the comments where you're watching from so we can connect with you there. And you may be wondering today, hey, where's Pastor T at? Where's the guy up here always making the calf jokes and the Lord of the Ring jokes? He's here today. He's walking around the lobbies, high-fiving people, taking a Sunday off to be able to recharge for this upcoming series that we have next month. But I'm excited once again to bring the word to you today. Um, Something that I thought about with expectations is oftentimes in life, expectations will either go unmet or we really need to be expecting the unexpected a lot of times. Um, I'll never forget 
when I was uh, in a college group at our last church, um, I was on my way to college group. I was going to hang out with all my friends, have a good time. And you might not believe this, but at one point in my life, I actually had a motorcycle. I actually had a motorcycle. I had a Ninja, okay, sports bike. I thought it was too cool for everyone. And I'm driving that to college group. I'm on my way in, and there's this car in front of me. And I'm like, okay, what is this car doing? It's kind of going slow down the back roads. And I notice there's a GPS in the window. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, this person has no idea where they're going. So this person in front of me is driving, and she goes to take a left turn down the road. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to kind of, you know, downshift a little bit and just fly down this back road. I'm not going to tell you what my speed was because I don't want to incriminate myself up here on stage. But I start downshifting to go past this car. And next thing I know, this car realizes they're making the wrong turn and cuts back over into the lane. So I lock my brakes up. Lock my brakes up, and I barely slide past the car, barely missing it. If I would have had my leg out anymore, I would have clipped the car. So anyways, I pull up to this house. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm annoyed. This is not what I wanted to feel like going into this college group. And I pull up, and next thing I know, the car pulls in right behind me. And I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to give this person a piece of my mind. So I get off my bike. I take my helmet off. I put on my car, and I turn around, and this girl gets out. And when she steps out, it's almost like a movie. She like slow mows her hair a little bit. It's like blowing in the wind. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot give this girl a hard time because that girl is now my wife. That girl is now my wife. She almost literally clipped me off of my motorcycle. So I used everything in me. I was like, you know, you almost knocked me on my bike. Maybe we should go on a date to make up for it, right? I started playing all the cards that I could. I know this is funny. I know that this is a joke right now. But I do understand also a lot of us have very real unmet expectations. Maybe in your life right now, you're like, hey, I'm looking for that relationship. Maybe you're in a season of singleness and you're like, hey, that's what I want. That's my desire. And I expected at this point in my life, I would have that relationship. Maybe you're in this season right now and you're like, hey, my finances are not where I expected them to be. I expected to have some money in savings and I actually have none. Maybe for you, you've been expecting to have a child for so long. And God just hasn't answered that prayer yet. Today we're talking about unmet expectations. And I understand that this, these, this topic could be a little heavy. And I understand that these verses are not necessarily talking about relationships particularly, but what they do talk about is a little bit of expectation. So I want to share these verses with you again. In Acts chapter 3, it says, Now Peter and John, they were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, And a man, lame from birth, was being carried, whom they laid at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. We don't really use this term alms anymore, but what it was is he was pretty much saying, hey, I'm begging, I need some money, I need something right now to take care of the condition that I am in. I need something right now in this moment to kind of to just uh, let me coast by, to just let me get by. That's what alms is. He's asking for something. Um, the commentaries, as you're reading through this, if you, if you look into those types of things, you dive into those things, um, it says that this guy was actually here for decades. It says that he kept coming to the gate, and as you see, someone's carrying him. So he has friends, he has family, and they're dropping him off right here at the beautiful gate day after day after day after day of unmet expectations. You see, he's coming day after day, just to be dropped off at this gate and still to be in the exact same condition. He's still paralyzed. 
He's still having to beg literally for his life to get money. It's the same thing, and it's the exact same outcome. I love the way the commentaries put it. They say the lame man simply wanted to be supported in the condition that he was in. God had something better in mind, and that's what we're going to see in this story. Jesus wanted to completely change his condition. So many of us, we set expectations that limit. We set so many expectations in our life that, that, that are just very surface level. That don't really take us into what God has called for our life. So with any expectation, we have to know exactly what it is that we are looking for. So I want to ask you today, and I want this to kind of be the question for today. Do you know what you're looking for? Do you know what you're looking for? Do you know what that expectation is for that relationship? Do you know what that expectation is? that you have for your family? What exactly is it that you're looking for? Because once you define it, then we can set some expectations for it. What is it that you're looking for? This guy was very clear. He was like, hey, my expectation is I need some money. I need to be taken care of today. That was his expectation on this day. But oftentimes we don't define what that is. And oftentimes I can't tell you how many times that I've sat down and I've talked with couples um, through counseling, things like that, where they have not communicated their expectations for each other. They haven't communicated, hey, what does it look like in the day-to-day for our house? Hey, what does it look like in the day-to-day with the kids? Hey, what does it look like in the day-to-day for everything that we do? Let's continue on. We're going to verse 4. It says this, it says, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John. So they're looking at the the beggar at this point, and they said, look at us. They're trying to get him to change his focus, and he fixed his eyes and attention on them, expecting, someone say expecting, expecting, there's that word, to receive something. It doesn't specify what, he's just like, hey, I'll take anything at this point. Hey, I'll take whatever you've got. He's expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, and I love this next part, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Can you imagine what this guy's feeling right now? Can you imagine this feeling? He spent decades with unmet expectations. He spent decades sitting at the exact same place, the exact same questions that he's asking. Everything has been the exact same. And in this moment, his life is about to change forever. He says, rise up and walk. That brings us to point one for today, because I want to be a little practical off the, the start. Point one is to set realistic expectations. Set realistic expectations, and he did. He came to the gate. He said, hey, I'm just expecting to receive something. I'm expecting to just get something. I don't know what it is, but I'm just trying to get something. They were low, but they were realistic. He came at a great opportunity. It's a day where a lot of people are coming in. It's a day of prayer. Do you actually have realistic expectations in your life? Do you actually do that? And I want to talk to the, the singles for a minute. Where are my singles at? Can I just get a quick hand raise? No, okay. They're like, I don't know. Do I raise my hand? Do I not? I want you to raise them up so I can help you out right now. This is who you visit after church, right? Okay. This is who you go see. Someone's waving to me. Good to see you back there. I want to talk to the singles for a minute. A lot of, I had this friend in high school. I'll never forget this. 
I had this friend in high school, and he had like a, a laundry list of things that he was like, hey, I'm expecting this out of my relationship. The girl's got to look like this. She's got to act like this. She's got to talk like this. It was this whole thing. It was this whole thing. And the funny thing is now he's actually with someone who doesn't meet majority of those expectations that he had for her. What, what, what happens in life? What happens in life? We need to set realistic expectations. And for the singles in the house today, we look at this as a negative thing. We look at this as like, hey, I I should be in this relationship. Hey, I was expecting to be at this point in my life, maybe dating, maybe engaged, maybe married. I heard a pastor say this the other week, and I thought it was so good. What if instead of focusing on the fact that we were single, we focused on the fact that we are available, And when I say available, not just available to date, because that's what we look at, but what if it was, hey, I'm available for God to do something. I have some time that I could be able to serve the church. I have some time to be able to serve the community. I have some time to be able to grow myself, to be prepared when that relationship comes. What if instead of us looking at it as a negative thing of I have this laundry list of things to do, Instead, we looked at it as, hey, God has given me an opportunity, a season right now to be available, to do something in this city, to do something in this world, to forever change it because of the time that he has provided. We look at things very negatively. We look at things in a negative light. Well, if we looked at it as, hey, God, I'm available to you. How do you want to use me? And how do you want to prepare me for what you have in store next? For married couples, what if we, instead of having these expectations that we didn't communicate to each other, what if we actually start talking about them? What if we said, hey, and this is going to sound so stupid. Some of you are going to hear this and you're going to be like, Brandon, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I promise you it works. What if we said, hey, what is our expectation for the daily tasks in our house? Hey, who's going to be responsible for cooking? Who's going to be responsible for cleaning? Who's going to be responsible for going out front and and cutting the grass? That sounds so dumb. It sounds so stupid. It's like, why would I ever say that? I cannot tell you how many people I have sat down with and I've asked those very questions to who is expected to do X, Y, and Z. And we're like, oh, it just kind of fell this way. Oh, we've just kind of assumed that the other person would do it. You know what assuming means, right? I'm not saying in church, all right? But we assume that someone's just going to read our minds. It's wild. It's wild. And I do the same stuff. I do the same stuff. Don't talk to my wife after service. She'll tell you all the places that I am not meeting expectations. But what if married couples, what if we communicated these things? What if we talked about it? Things that will build resentment in our lives and ultimately make us feel unfulfilled or unmet expectations. And we wonder, hey, why do we separate over time? Why do we feel more distant over time? It's because, hey, we didn't communicate what we expected in this relationship. We didn't communicate what was expected in this relationship. Some of you, it's with kids. You have unrealistic expectations for your kids. You have this really high standard. I'm not telling you to drop your standard. I'm just telling you, hey, if the kid spills the milk, guess what? They're going to do that a lot. They're little kids, right? Sometimes we need to be realistic with our expectations for our kids. I want to focus on the last part of that verse, and then we're going to continue on. But he says, but what I do have, Peter's saying, but what I do have, I give you. He's saying, hey, I don't have a material thing, but what I do have is I have a relationship with Jesus. 
What I do have is I have the healing power of Jesus. What I do have is God on my side. And that's everything. That's everything. So what I want to remind someone today who's discouraged, who's been let down, who's been disappointed, is don't downplay what God has given you. Don't downplay what God has given you today. Because I believe it's only preparing you for what he has in store next. And let me be very clear about something, because this is not prosperity gospel. This is not saying, hey, if I just go to God, and I listen to him, and I'm faithful to him, that he's going to give me exactly what I want. No, no, no. It's saying that God's going to give you exactly what you need. He's a perfect father. He's a good father. And he's going to exceed your expectations, but it may not be the way that you expected. It may not be the way that you expected. So don't downplay this season that you're in. Don't downplay what God has given you today. Verse 7, it says, and he took him by the right hand and he raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising. I love how much emphasis they have on what this man's doing now. They're like, hey, he's been paralyzed for decades, and he's leaping, and he's leaping again, and he's leaping again, he's jumping, he's praising. This man's fired up. He has a renewed spirit. That brings us to point two today. The first two are very practical. Point two is be willing to adjust expectations. This one's really tough for us. This one's really hard for us because we have this thought, we have this focus, we have this plan for our life, and we're like, hey, it has to look like this. But guess what? It doesn't always work out the way that you would plan. I love sharing stories about my kids, and I'll never forget last year, it was actually around this time, almost March time frame, we're going to my sister-in-law's wedding. And we're traveling, we pack all the kids in the minivan, and me and my wife, we're like, we have a foolproof plan right now for getting to Florida with no issues. That was mistake number one. No issues was the expectation. And so we're in the van, and we said, hey, we're going to leave right around their bedtime so they could just sleep the whole trip. Foolproof plan, right? We get them in the van. It's probably around like 9.30-ish, 9, 9.30. Get them in the van, we're driving. I live in Newport News. We probably have made it like... 45, 50-ish minutes, we're like in in Emporia, which is the area that you're like, we just got to get out of here. We're not trying to get pulled over. We don't want to draw any attention to ourselves. Next thing you know, we're, once again, maybe an hour into like a 12-hour drive, and my son, out of nowhere, he's dead asleep, and I kid you not, he wakes up, his little sister's next to us, he wakes up and he's like, potty! Screams as loud as he can, I'm like, buddy, stop, stop screaming. You're going to wake your sister up. And he just keeps screaming and yelling. And my wife literally looked at me. I'll never forget this. And she will remember this. She looked at me and she said, should we even go? I'm like, this is your sister's wedding. (laughs) We're like 45 minutes down the road. And so needless to say, I pull over in Emporia, bringing uh, a bunch of attention to myself. I'm on the side of the road. My parents have the lights on behind me. I get my son out. I put him on the ground. And next thing I know, I'm like, all right, buddy, like, go pee. And I realized I failed as a father. I never taught him how to pee in some bushes. And so in the moment, I'm like, great, now I'm going to draw more attention to myself. My parents have the lights on me. And I'm like this, with my son sitting here on my leg, peeing into the bushes because he didn't know how to do it standing up. That's a side story. It's a little nugget for you guys. It's a little nugget for you guys. We had to adjust our expectations of what that trip looked like. 
And when I say adjusting expectations, I'm not saying lower your standards. I want to be very clear on that. I'm not saying, hey, lower your standards when you're seeking out that relationship. I'm not saying lower your standards for your kids. I am not saying that. But what I am saying is sometimes we need to look back. We need to say, hey, number one, are these realistic expectations? And number two, if they are not, we need to be willing to adjust them. It was crazy for me to think that my kids were going to make it 12 hours in the car with us not stopping because that was my goal. It was crazy for me to think that. And you're probably like, Brandon, you're dumb for that. I am. I'm admitting that. But sometimes we've got to be willing to adjust our expectations. And that's what this guy does in this story. You see, he's so, he has such low expectations. He's like, hey, I've been sitting here for decades. I haven't been getting answers. I've been stuck in the same condition for so many years. His expectations have been lowered day after day after week after month, after year. And for him to say, hey, my expectation is no longer receiving money, but now my expectation is to reach my hand out for this man that's saying something crazy like, hey, get up and walk. I haven't been able to walk for decades. Sometimes it's okay for expectations to shift, for expectations to change. I want to close up here in these last few verses because I think that this is so powerful. I said the first two are practical. This one's practical too, but in a different way. And all the people saw him walking, this is verse 9, and praising God. We saw that he's leaping, he's celebrating, and they recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what God, or sorry, at what had happened to him. I want to remind some people today, That God has given you a story, whether it has met your expectations or not. He's given you a story. He's given you a life that if he would have met all your expectations, you would not be where you are today. And some of you are sitting here right now, and you're like, duh, Brandon, I'm still single. Right? Some of you are sitting here today, and you're like, duh, that's the most basic thing. But I want to remind some people that God has given you a story whether it has met your expectations or not. And I would say a lot of times, if we truly step back and we truly reflected on our lives, we could see, man, I could not have written this story better myself. And I understand you may not feel that right now. And I understand that may not be where you are currently at. But what I can promise you, and what I know, and I said this at the very beginning, is that God will always exceed our expectations, but it may not be what we expected. For this man, it was the perfect answer. It was, duh, I want to be able to walk. Duh, I want my condition to be changed. He knew that. He knew that. But what if God doesn't do that? What if God doesn't meet our expectations? I'll never forget, I had some amazing coaches in high school So grateful for the lessons that they taught me, not just on the field, but things that I feel like have translated off the field as well. And believe it or not, I was actually fast at one point, and um, I was a striker on the soccer field. So I was the guy who was all the way up top, um, typically looking to score goals. And I'll never forget my coach. I I went from onto the varsity team. I think it was my sophomore year, and I just stepped up from JV. And in JV, I was like the dude. I was the one who scored the goals for the team. And coming into varsity, it was a very different game. 
It looked very different. The players were much better. Everything was different about it. And something that he told me, I went into it expecting to kind of be the guy, so to speak. I went to varsity, and my coach was very much about the whole team. He was like, hey, we got to be focused on the whole team. It's all about team chemistry. It's all about these things. And something that he had me and the other striker do is he said, hey, I want you to do these X patterns. Both of you guys have a little bit of speed, and I want you guys to cross. And every time you have to cross with all that you've got, you got to run as fast as you can, as focused as you can. you got to be in the game. And when I first started, I was like, I don't want to do this. And so I'm kind of like jogging through, and he got on me. He was like, Brandon, you got to run with everything that you have. Because what's going to happen is it's going to split the defense. You're going to have to choose, hey, who am I going to be? Who am I going to stay with? Something that that lesson taught me, you're like, Brandon, what the heck does this have to do with expectations? He was teaching me that every run I did, I had to be focused, but more importantly, I had to be prepared and expecting to receive the ball. Because there could be an opportunity that came through just for me to have the opportunity to score by making a run. But also, there were opportunities for me not to score. There were opportunities for my teammate to make the play. What I'm getting at here is that we have to be ready for God to move. When you talk about expectations, a lot of times it's selfish. A lot of times it's, hey, this is what I want. Hey, this is how I want God to move in my life. Hey, this is the expectation that I have. What if that was a shift for all of us? What if instead of us saying, hey, we want to be focused on this outcome, what if instead we were focused on what God was trying to do in our lives? Not that we could ever prevent him. Not that we could ever stop what God wants to do. But what if instead when we made that run, which is our life, that we were always prepared for God to move. And instead of our expectations to be about an outcome, what if instead we were people expectant for God to move? That's what I want our heart to be today. Is let us not be a people expecting on an outcome to say, hey, I just want that relationship. Hey, the focus is just that kid. Hey, the focus is my finances to be at this part, my career to look like this. What if instead of an outcome, we were focused and being ready for God to make his next move? Very different. Very different life. It puts our expectations down. It causes us to open God's word and to say, hey, God, what do you expect of me? Hey, God, what are you calling me to do? Instead of saying, hey, I want it to look like this. Because oftentimes when we have our plans, ugh, it's a little rough. It's like me with the van, with all the kids. It's a disaster. I was talking to a friend the other week, and uh, we were talking about this idea of just being expectant for God to move. And something that we have as Christ followers, which should be the most encouraging thing for every person in this room, is number one, we have faith, but we have hope. In something very different. If we live our lives as unbelievers, we have hope in an outcome, in a circumstance. But as believers, we have hope that does not end here on earth. We have hope in a future. We have hope in a God who gave his son for every single one of us here in this place. And until that clicks for you, until that clicks for you, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to have some unmet expectations. 
Until we put our expectations and our hope in Jesus, then and only then will we find fulfillment in what God has called us to do, which is to be ready because he's ready to move. I love how they close out this verse in the commentaries. It says this, it says, when Peter and John gave him no money, we might have heard the lame man complain. You don't care about me. You don't support me. Look at this mess that I'm in. But Peter and John, they wanted something greater than supporting the man. A lot of us with our expectations, we just want to be supported in his condition. They wanted to transform his life by the power of the risen King Jesus Christ. How amazing is that? How powerful is that? And some of you right now are sitting in this room and you're like, Brandon, I don't have that. I don't even know if I believe in God. I'm just here because someone brought me here. I want to say, hey, his death on a cross, his sacrifice for you is good enough for you. And when I say it's good enough for you, it is more than enough for you. So today, stop being disappointed with expectations. Stop being disappointed with where you're at because God has placed you in this very season for a reason that I don't know. And I can't give you the answer to that. But what I do know is that he's shaping you. He's defining you to who he's calling you to be in the future. We just have to lean on him. It's as easy as that. And to put our expectation on what he's already said he's done, which is death on a cross. So church, I want to pray for us today because I understand that there are some things where it's like, hey, that sounds good. That sounds easy, but it's still hard. And I understand that. That's why we're a church. That's why we're a community is to walk through the difficult seasons of disappointment. To walk through the seasons of unmet expectations. So church, will you bow your heads with me today? As we go to God in prayer. God, we just ask that we can be an expectant people. God, expectant means anticipating. God, that we can anticipate you to move. God, we know that you're going to move. God, and help us that even if it's in the moments that we do not understand or we cannot fully comprehend, God, remind us that you are a perfect father. God, that you don't make mistakes. And God, that maybe it's not for us, but God, maybe we're running this race to open the door for you to move in someone else's life. How powerful and amazing is that? And God, help us to be content in that. God, help us to be okay with that. If there's anyone, as we're sitting here praying, if there's anyone in this room that maybe doesn't know Jesus and is maybe like, hey, Brandon, I am disappointed. Hey, I am struggling right now. I want to give you an opportunity today to set your expectation, to be expectant of what God can do through you. If that's you today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you can pray. You could pray something like this. Father, I want to know you. Father, I want my life made right by you. God, I know I've sinned. God, I know I've messed up. But God, today I'm making a stance to say I'm living my life forever for you. And if that's you today, with every head bowed, eyes closed, I want to pray for you specifically because I believe that God's preparing you for the moment that he's ready to move. I'm going to ask you to just shoot your hand up in the air. If you prayed that prayer or something like it today, I see you right here. 
I see you in the back. Father, for the hands up in this room right now, God, I just ask that you move in their lives. God, their lives may be filled with disappointment, but God, let them know, remind them that you are here to restore. God, you're here to redeem. And God, I just ask for each and every one of us with unmet expectations or maybe unrealistic expectations. God, that you move like never before. Father, we're so grateful for what you're doing. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being part of our online family. Be sure to check out some past messages that will be sure to encourage and challenge you. And y'all, let's partner together to reach as many people as possible with the life-changing truth of the gospel. Would you help others find this podcast by rating it and leaving a quick review? And if you're local, we'd love to meet you. Check out our service times online. Thanks for subscribing, sharing with a friend, and we will see you soon.